Yo, what's good, Rap Squad? It's DJ Scanless, your favorite DJ's favorite DJ. We got some more Tupac news to break down. This time about Lil Xan calling Tupac boring yet again. Let's get it. All right, so we got this article here on Complex. The title reads, Lil Xan sued for pointing a gun at a man during a dispute over his Tupac remark. Oh, yeah, see, when you talk shit about Pac, it's going to come back around full circle. TMZ has learned that Lil Xan is being sued for allegedly pulling a gun on someone during his confrontation over his comments about Tupac. On June 7, 2019, Anthony Sanchez claims that he approached Lil Xan about calling Tupac's music boring in a parking lot of a 7-Eleven in Los Angeles, California. The incident escalated when a now 24-year-old Lil Xan was waving a gun at Sanchez while threatening him. Sanchez managed to record the latter portion of the altercation, which shows Xan brandishing what appears to be a gun, asking, What the fuck you want, brah? Sanchez, who could be heard in the video calling Lil Xan little bitch before the weapon was pointed at him, says he feared for his life as Lil Xan moved his finger on and off the trigger. He's suing for assault and battery and claims that he suffered severe emotional distress. Aw oh, shit, you done fucked up now. <laughs> you goddamn right. You gonna pull out a gun out of 7-Eleven, wave it in the air everywhere, when your little ass probably doesn't even know how to fire that weapon. You have your bitch driving you around like she's your fucking chauffeur, talking mad shit about your car being fly being better than this dude's, and you don't even fucking drive it. But that's besides the point. You a bitch, homie. Hey, yo, bro. Look at this little bitch, homie. Hey, yo, Do bro. something, then, dog. What the fuck you want, bro? Hey, homie. Get the fuck out. Get out, nigga. Hey, this motherfucker pull the gun. Get the fuck out, nigga. Hey, you all see this shit, right? Look at little Zan pulling the gun right now. Look at little... Get out. Hey, look at this guy pulling the gun right now. Look at this motherfucker. Hey, pull that shit out again, homie. Hey, homie, you a bitch. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at my car. Yeah. Look at your car, you little bitch. And then Lil Xan actually addressed the incident on social media shortly after it occurred. I was about to be attacked and resorted to having to use self-defense. Fuck all your old head ass bitches still talking about that Tupac shit. Live your own life and stop picking on a kid. Mind you, he was 22, now he's 24, he's still calling himself a kid. You know, I'm going to be level-headed here, not be really totally biased about the whole situation. Is it kind of crazy that this man is suing Lil Xan because he rolled up on him, started talking shit about what Lil Xan said about Tupac at a 7-Eleven? Yeah, definitely. Now, was the guy's life in danger? I don't think so, because when you look at the video, Lil Xan just pointing it in the sky, waving it around, and just seemed like Lil Xan just want to get about his business and leave. Now... Should there be consequences for you pulling out a gun and waving around when you're high-profiled artist and celebrity? Probably so. And for a brief second, he actually points it directly at Sanchez. But I'll just say it like this. This little kid, he wants to be called a little kid? He got it, little kid. This kid should know better than disrespecting a dead man, someone that's not even here to defend himself, that's still pretty much revered more than any artist alive. I find that to be totally disrespectful, and I know many other people will find that to be disrespectful as well. And let's be real, your ass wasn't even alive when Tupac dropped all eyes on me. Your ass was born the same day Tupac got shot. That's real. And if you did your little rap history, your little research, you would know that the Tupac and Biggie shit wasn't just a rap beef like a Drake and Meek Mill. There's a lot of people that are actually dead now that were involved with Death Row Records or Tupac or Biggie and Bad Boy back then. So it's not really a game. Whether or not you believe Tupac was killed by the CIA, FBI, or Suge Knight, or whoever, doesn't really matter. The main witness of the Tupac Shakur shooting 
Tupac's cousin, Qaddafi, that appeared on many songs like Hit Him Up, Who Do You Believe In, so many other tracks. He got shot to death not even too much after Tupac's passing. Then Tupac's bodyguard, Frank Alexander, died under suspicious circumstances. Also, you had Tupac's producer, Johnny J, which made so many classic hits. He ended up dying, and what they said that he fell over a balcony in prison, which doesn't make sense. Now, mind you, some of these were years later, but still the fact that a lot of people associate with Tupac Death Row Records are dead now. Same with Biggie. If you know your hip-hop history, you'll know that Biggie went to Los Angeles not even six months after Tupac died, and then he was also rapping on the radio with Sway, the Long Kiss Goodnight song, which is well-known as a Tupac diss that was made after Tupac was already dead. Now you can have your conspiracy with Biggie, right? But the main logical explanation was that it was retaliation for Tupac's murder. You had the high ruse there that felt like it was complete disrespect that Biggie was there on their turf, the turf that Tupac represented in Los Angeles, way before you could actually even fathom that because you didn't even exist. And you had him rapping Long Kiss Goodnight, Distant Pop, about being shot and his ashes being in the ashtray, basically shooting him in the balls woke his seat up, which goes back to the whole 1994 shooting where everyone claimed that Tupac got shot in the groin. So that definitely is a Tupac diss. So... For you to not understand that maybe Biggie died from retaliation, obviously you know there's people out there, even 20 years later, that's going to take offense to these type of remarks against Tupac. So obviously you put this shit on yourself, talking all the smack. If you don't like Pac's music, if you find it boring, just don't talk about it. No reason to diss a dead man. Because we all know if Tupac was here, your ass will be working at Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell right about now. Because music and hip-hop in general of today would have been totally different because not only you would have Tupac drop one nation album, you had Tupac do his own record label, Machiavelli. You had Death Row do Death Row East, sign all these artists like Wu Tang, Mary J. Blige, Spice One, Craig Mack, so many other rappers. This would have shifted the landscape for the next 20 years after 96, all the way to now, and maybe even the 2030, 40. You don't know. Even if Tupac would have been in movie after movie for the next 20 years, or if he would have ran for president of the United States or any other political office. Especially with his record label, he would have been managing who he signs, what artists he puts out. So I'm pretty much sure that he would have wanted more lyrical rappers, more rappers with substance. And that's something you never will be. So nobody would probably even know who the fuck you are if he was still alive. So you should be thankful that all this shit happened the way it did. And mind you, I don't even know what a hit song that you fucking made. Not one. I can name every Tupac song, every Biggie song, every 50 Cent Eminem song. All those dudes make classic hits. You're just like a one-hit wonder. And I know all the little mumble rap kids are going to come in here and diss me, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You put this on yourself, calling everybody old head. In 10 years, you're going to be the old head, fool. You got all this money, you can't even get a proper tattoo on your face that looks good. Alright, I'm probably hating too much. But yo, drop your comments below. Let me know how you feel about this situation. Is this karma? Do you agree with it? Do you think the man that was threatened by Lil Xan and his gun waving at a gasoline station should get some dough? Should get some cash flow? Let me know. Let everybody know in the comments. Alright guys. What's good Rap Squad? It's DJ Scandalous for another episode of Scandalous Talk. For this one we got this recent news of DJ Quick, the legendary producer that produced songs for 50 Cent and Tupac, as well as many other artists on Death Row Records. He's recently in the news because he burned a Death Row Records royalty check. Let's get it.
During an Instagram live session on April 28th, DJ Quick torched one of his royalty checks and had some choice words for Death Row Records and others that he felt wronged him. Not so happy. I'm real offended by this Death Row check and this amount. As much work as I did for these sons of bitches, I just feel like the respect factor is just, just crazy. There is none. So, to show you what your money means to me, Mr. Death Row Records, all the Tupac shit I did, help with the Dog Pound Project. Devil, you are a bitch. I want my real money and I want all my credits for everything that I did in this industry. All the songs, including Hot In Here, Finelli and Pharrell, I want my credit for that being Get Naked. I want my credit from Kendrick Lamar for, and there's no disrespect to Kendrick, I love you guys, TDE, you guys are awesome. But the fact that y'all left my credit off of King Kunta was crazy. R. Kelly, Home Alone, that's 100% all of my drum sounds, my music, and me playing percussion on it. I want that too. All Eyes on Me is my credit. I want that. In the club, I helped with that record. If I can't do it, it can't be done. 50 Cent, I want that record. I want all my credits. I'm starting to get to a point to where I'm now impatient and I feel disrespected. I'm not going to be the underdog of this music industry anymore. I am to be respected as a king and a lord that I am, a god when it comes to production. I need all of my fucking credit. You're not burning fast enough for me, little check. You're not burning fast enough for me, little defro check. Death Row Records. I took death chances being over there. I could have been killed at that record company. I need all of my fucking credit. Give me my shit while I'm alive. Give me my roses where I can smell them. Real talk. Burn, you bitch, you. Look at it, it won't burn. So disrespectful. Give DJ Quick all this credit. I'm speaking to myself in the third party. I need all my fucking credit. 109-742, fuck you. Give me my credit. Street, everything that I've done, being the underdog. I'm tired of being the underdog. Enough is a fuck enough. Enough is a fuck enough. I mean that. There you go. Burn, bitch. Burn. Yep. Death Row Records. Enough's enough. I want all my credit for everything I did in this industry. Now, this check was only for $188. It's kind of crazy because DJ Quick is one of the most prolific, legendary producers of all time. Not just West Coast rap producers, but just hip-hop producers in general. When you think of Tupac, when you think of Death Row, maybe you think of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, but DJ Quick is just up there as well. And a lot of people may know that he did songs for Tupac such as Hearts of Men because Tupac shots him out on the intro. But he also did the song Late Night for Tupac for the All Eyes on Me album which eventually came out on Better Days. And he also did the original version of Words to My Firstborn. Which there is another version called Things Are Changing as well. On top of that, DJ Quick also did songs for Nelly, the Hot and Hair song which is one of Nelly's biggest hits. He also helped out with In the Club and many other tracks on 50 Cent's album Get Rich or Die Trying. He also did tracks for Kendrick Lamar. But this is one of those instances where a producer may lend their expertise to certain types of tracks, but then another producer may take the total credit of that track. But for DJ Quick not to get a bigger royalty check than $188 is really baffling because 
couple years ago, I seen Daz Dillinger, who did two of America's Most Wanted and other tracks on All Eyes of Me. I think it was a couple years after the whole Coachella thing, which exploded to All Eyes of Me album again. So this must have been around like 2015, 16. He posted a screenshot on his Instagram showing how much he made for one month of the song Two of America Most Wanted. And he made around $30,000 to $35,000 for that one track. So it's really crazy that Two American Most Wanted, which is a big two-box song, made all that money. But a track like Hearts of Men and tracks like Worse Than My Firstborn, Late Night, and all the other production credits he has from Death Row Records is not making at least $1,000. Do you feel like DJ Quick is being wrong here? Do you feel like DJ Quick is in the right by going at Death Row Records, basically, and at these other artists? Not really going at them and dissing them, but saying, hey, I want my dues, I want my credit. 